0: Each month, myself and other Irrational Passions members will play through a new game. Modern to retro, obscure to popular. Games we've played before and those we haven't. We'll be hitting checkpoints as we go and discussing our experiences. Play along with us and join in the discussion. This is Video Game Book Club. Welcome everybody to Video Game Book Club. I am your host, Scott, with the final episode of Thimbleweed Park. Now, you might be asking yourself, Scott, this looks a little different than usual. Well, there's a good reason for that. That's because due to a technical hiccup on my end, primarily the audio levels on the recording of the guests, you couldn't hear them. So most of the episode that we did record, unusable. But... I figured out a way to get around that. So we'll be doing things slightly different for this final episode of Thimbleweed Park for Video Game Book Club. I'll be sitting down and uh, sharing the thoughts of Thimbleweed Park from Quinn and Alex and myself, and then towards the end, we'll cut to basically where it started working, so the ending will be similar along with the reveal of the new game, and we'll be cutting into the conversation of AI and theoretic stuff. So here we go.
1: So I was told I have to record a short video on my thoughts on the final act of Thimblewee Park. So Thimblewee Park is a complicated game. It Opens so fantastically. It tells a story of two, quote-unquote, FBI agents coming into a town where there's a murder. Then from there, you get hooked on this fantastic, like, murder mystery. As it develops, you slowly realize that the mystery was just this, like, point of interest. Something to get you hooked into this. Fantastic tale. It's then as it develops, it's a mess. Thimbleweed Park is a personal favorite of mine, but it's messy. It tells a story <laughs> that has already been told. It tells a story that's not relevant, um, and its its use of like the classic Scum engine is like such a nostalgia trip um, for a lot of people. I am not one of those people. I This is my first scum engine game, and I really, when I first played it in 2017, I really, like, was caught off guard. I wasn't... I thought it was interesting. It was like this old, like, I I don't engage with old point-click adventure games. Um, it's not something I grew up on. Uh, not like Alex, or um, how he... How Alex O'Neill, during uh, Video Game Book Club, how he often... Talks about his time with like classic Lucasarts games and Monkey Island. I don't have those memories. Um, then I was playing this game with this like new set of verbs. I never, never engaged with this. I maybe played Day of the Tentacle after The movie Park, and it it was inter- it. Thimble- Day of the Tentacle interesting. Um, <laughs> it's a very interesting game, to say the least. But as Simile Park develops, the story is not particularly engaging. In fact, it lacks depth, um, I think is a good word for it. It tells a story that tries to chase the highs of that first, like, third, that first act, um, so to speak. And as it develops, you find that Chuck is just an AI and that the Pillowtron is just this thing that's gonna destroy the town and it's up to you the player or you playing Dolores, Agent Ray, Agent Reyes and Ransom the Clown um, to stop it and it's just that's it there's no like it's literally just like if a shape were being drawn it was just like that's it there's nothing there's no depth to it and that's kinda of the messiness of Thimbleweed Park is that it just does that, and it, there's no, there's no real character development that happens there, and it's quite frustrating actually. Um, it, and by doing so, it, it that grand illusion of well, when you're first playing the game of, who's Chuck? What's happening in Thimbleweed Park? That whole mystery, that whole vibe, it's just gone, and it's just like, oh, this is it, and you have these characters. Um, I there's a lot that I do like um, about the final part when you're playing Dolores. Um, I do like it's interesting to me that they chose Dolores, um, a, a quote unquote game designer for um, what's Nuka uh, Slum Games. That's the that's the company she works for, um, and it's like her as a game designer, then finding out that talking to Chuck. Oh no, everything's a simulation and it's a video game. It's very like like, oh, we we this is retreaded ground. This is not something that we know of like this is something that we've known about. Like this is a common um occurrence in games. And I love in when you're when you're playing that when you have to finish Dolores' story, so to speak, that's when you're um that's what you're tasked with. I really loved how it tells like Chuck, in in being in the Pelotron 3000, tells you that you have to, um, you have to watch an old Kickstarter video for Thimbleweed Park. I, like, when I was first playing that game, I was really enamored by that. I was like, like, wait, what? I have to, I have to go watch a thing to understand how to progress in the game. Um, that was a really unique way for me to get engaged with the game. Um, and when I, when it happened again, when playing it for Video Game Book Club, I saw it as, like, oh, I know what to do, because I remember that you have to use the, the balloon animal dog on the corpse sitting by, um, under the bridge. Like, I just remembered that. And it's, um, Alex, during the recording, talked about it as, like, the rubber chicken with the pulley in it? I believe that's the term? Like, it's just this weird video game, like, not weird weird video game this weird adventure game thing where you have to use it to like advance the story um thimbleweed park is (laughs) such an interesting game um because there's a lot there's a lot there and i feel like terrible toybox didn't use what they had built they had they built this entire county so to speak of thimbleweed county and they just like they, they just scrape the top of what the, of the potential that could be there, and and that really sh- like shines in this final act of like Dolores just having to do this thing. Um, it's and it's I said it during the recording, and I'll say it here. Um, I really wish this had like a sympathy Night twist, where like as soon as you use. This rubber animal on the on the what call it on the corpse that you had to play through the entire game in this this space, which was just like the original art for it. And I I love the original art, like the original um, when you have to use it and it transports you back to this like maniac manic mansion. I think maniac mansion, manic mansion, one of the two. Um, and it gives you, like, that whole, like, vibe and aesthetic. And I lo- I really genuinely like that. It's like, oh, this is, like, playing homage to where these guys came from. It's like, that's where they started um, at, at when they were doing, I believe, Sierra games. Don't quote me on that. Um, and it's really fascinating that, that they just don't do anything with that. It's just there, and it happens. Um, and it was... It's fun playing that game and, like, like falling in love with that first third than just, like, it basically just going downhill. I, I used the term, I used the... the I, I said something along the lines of it's going down a hill just at neutral. It's not, like, accelerating or decelerating, it's just coasting. And that's where, like, where Thimbleweed Park falls off. Um, it's a game that I still really like. I, I don't know why I like this game so much. But I think it's because it, it strikes a chord with me because I love the X-Files. I love the mystery of the, like, I, I love the monster of the week, so to speak. Um, I think that's why I like Doctor Who so much as well. Um, but this, it's a game to use, use the, the lingo, um, video game ass video game. This is what, the, that's what the movie park is. And it doesn't do it particularly well. And it doesn't it doesn't hit the highs that it did it basically it has that one high then it just goes down um, and it's kind of disappointing because they have so there's so much potential there and, the, and it's just like this disappointing reveal that was like kinda alluded to and then there's no character development and then the the character endings are just character endings like there's they're real easy it um, wasn't like there's no real complicated task to them, and that's kind of disappointing to me. Um, the Woodweed Park is a strange game. It, it genuinely is. And I'm, I'm happy that I chose it for Video Game Book Club, um, but it's something that I wish, that um, I hope that Terrible Toy Box does something more with that IP down the line. And I hope that more people play it and they, th- like, they think about how those old games used to be um, but yeah, Thimbleweed Park is an interesting game And I really genuinely wanted more out of it But it is what it's like it's an, it's an interesting game, let's just call it that And I hope that more people play it And I hope that this Video Game Book Club has allowed people to See a game that has influenced a lot That has influenced the genre as a whole
0: up until pretty much this checkpoint, I was having a pretty good time with it. The first part, the uh, parts one through three, I really enjoyed, really got me hooked. I was, I was into it, even the gameplay. I loved the characters, the story, it was all very interesting. With our second checkpoint, four through six, I started kind of getting fatigued by the gameplay aspect, but I still really enjoyed the characters, and I was still very intrigued by the mystery set up, especially by the ending of chapter six. And now with the final checkpoint and finishing the, the the remainder of the game, what do I think? I am not a fan. I was not a fan of the direction they took it. The meta narrative, with um, like I called that Chuck was going to be in some sort of robot or a, like a I think in one of the earlier episodes I mentioned like a tr- a Chucktron three thousand showing up. I got that wrong. But him being putting his consciousness into the Pillowtron three thousand, the factory AI, um, was like okay, that's kind of cool. I, 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 it was predictable, but I still, I didn't mind it. It was when Chuck started describing how by being in the AI, he realized that Thimbleweed Park was a game and they were all characters in a game. That's when I was like, ah, oh, don't do this, don't, don't do. Don't do this weird meta narrative, but they did, and I was just like ah oh, that's that's the bummer, but I think what bugs me the most was the nonchalantness, if that's a word of the characters not caring a that they're in a game, I would think. So they would have some sort of like existential reaction, but the fact that Chuck wanted Dolores to shut down the game, basically ending their entire world, and them being whatever. Um, especially Dolores being a game designer, she didn't really question her uncle Chuck or that maybe they sh- that they shouldn't. She didn't really push back at all, which. I feel would have made a stronger and more believable kind of you know interaction when faced with that the fact finding out the fact that your life and everything you know is a lie and really doesn't exist um that was that's that that i think is what bugged me the most um the narrative annoyed me, but genuine the genuine kind of really? Like the the bummer factor was they they didn't see if the characters didn't seem to care that they, especially Dolores, would in essence destroy all of creation as she knew it, and the characters knew it. That she that they didn't really care. Why should I as a player? And there were so many plot threads and interesting characters in thimbleweed that the ending i it didn't do it justice and the that chuck just gave each one of the characters like their their game complete item with the award with ray the um with Ray as the uh, copping to the crime of the fire with exonerating his father, being able to take it, and then all you get is a newspaper from Thimbleweed. Uh, with Ransom kind of going back in time and replaying the events that sent him and kind of trapped him in his makeup. Um, and then Dolores having to use... I will say, though, having to go to the, like the beta world or the wireframe world, I that was a very cool idea that went nowhere. Um, I think it would have been a very cool, that felt like it could have been a very, very cool halfway point of the game. And being able to really explore and do interesting, crazy things in the wireframe world. But there was nothing to do there except go to the end and turn off turn off the game. So that was a bummer. Overall, I would be excited for another game. I would. Um, even though I was disappointed by the letdown of this game, I would I would very much like a sequel. I would love to revisit Thimbleweed. I think it would be interesting if they realize, like the game reboots after the credits. The game reboots, and you and you get sent back to the the new game screen, load game screen. If you could reboot and like play it again, or like in the sequel, if there ever is one, starting the game up and the characters realizing from the get go that they're in a video game and they just lived through these events or they just took part in these events, I think it could be very interesting and kind of cool. And another thing, and we touched upon this in the actual episode um, that I believe was is, doesn't work, like that was lost. Cut down on the characters. Like, I love the characters. Keep them in the story if there is a sequel. But let me play with maybe two, maybe like three tops characters, but make them all unique in, in terms of their commands. I mean, the fact that they all played the same. It, it, wasted potential. It, it, it had a lot of... There's a lot of cool things that could be d- done with it that wasn't taken advantage of. Which... As much as I liked where the story was going, I just I just feel like the game... Thimbleweed Park was just wasted potential. Um, the gameplay didn't sell me on Adventure Games, and I wasn't really expecting it to. Um, I did having issues growing up reading and these games just never really clicked with me, but playing Thimbleweed did make me kind of realize, I think I would like to watch a playthrough of adventure games. Cause I think the stories can be very good and the characters really fleshed out and funny. So I think I'll, I'll, I'll try that. I think I'll try watching let's plays of other adventure games and maybe I'll try like a uh, monkey Island or something sometime day of the tentacle, stuff like that. But that is my thought on Thimbleweed Park.
2: Hey, everybody. It is Alex O'Neill. It's me, um, editor-in-chief, I've been called. Um, Guy, that other white dude on Video Game Book Club, uh, and person who wears gunners all the time. I've also been called that. Um, Gunner, if you would like to sponsor us, Hit me up. Um, My thoughts on on kind of the close of of Thimbleweed, Kimbleweed, uh, Thimbleweed Park, and uh, kind of like my closing thoughts on on the whole. um, Sad, we we recorded a very good episode. Um, I will try and and incorporate the very weird question I asked at the very end of the episode uh, into this, at the end of this. Hopefully, I can give you something to think about, Uh, leave you with a thinker. Um, But generally, I think I I was pretty... I like parts of the ending of Thimbleweed Park a great deal. I think going back and seeing the prototype version of the world is really cool. I think the kind of commentary on the ridiculousness of uh, objects in adventure games and, and the things that you have to use on them. I assume like the whole final, final bits of having to use the balloon animal on the corpse is just and i don't know for sure but it seems like just very self-aware adventure games have you use random shit on other random shit all the time and it's just it's a dumb thing that adventure games do um but and i i like the the kind of meta part of uh having to go to the kickstarter video to see that action and, and put together um, that you have to do that very Metal Gear Solid One, checking the back of the box and and, and getting the codec number to call things like that. I like that kind of stuff uh, that is like a little meta in how you get to it and how you access it. I think that's fun. Uh, I I think my big thing uh, one the final final act is is really short and it's a big bummer. Um, two like they don't earn like the narrative ending. At all, I think I I like I don't mind the meta twist. I think it's fine, but I, I just think it was underutilized. You know, I, we're gonna we're gonna have these characters realize that they're characters in a video game. Somebody made them. Somebody wrote them. The words that they're saying aren't theirs, et cetera, et cetera. But we're we're not gonna do anything with it. It's just like okay, we're just gonna end the world, and all these characters are just going to accept that they are nothing. Like there's no crisis of character there's no like Dolores who is a game designer doesn't have any kind of more intimate connection with this this way the story ends it feels like nobody cares uh and if they don't care why should I you know it's just it's a bad final message to put into your story i liked like the only thing that that felt good was like ransom's redemption right going back in time to that flashback which was fun again it's like can you give me the dialogue to trigger the flashback it's like okay they're playing with this but they're only just they're trying it without doing anything with it Uh, and on the show i brought up the point that near automata came out in 2017 and went way way further With with kind of asking big questions and and questioning your own purpose and your own existence, right? Way further with it. And that's not necessarily a game I like, which I'm not trying to start any fires there. It just didn't necessarily click for me. But I recognize the things that it did were really cool and really inspiring really important to games as a whole, I think, and to a lot of people that played that game. Uh, Where Thimbleweed Park just leaves you feeling nothing. You know, I, I just didn't care at the end. I uh, didn't care about any of the characters, right? Franklin gets his kind of nice goodbye, which is also a good close to the characters. But, like, Dolores, like, ends the world. Uh, Reyes, like, leaves or whatever. I don't even remember what Reyes does. Uh, and then Ray gets, like, teleported out of the game and presumably doesn't die or end. And they don't, there's no value to that. Again, it just kind of happens. and And there's no one talking about it. The, the third big disappointment I, I realized was like looking up I had I, like I was getting a little stuck on on this last part uh, for a dumb thing that I actually knew how to do, but I forgot how to do because it, it had been two weeks since I played. Um, I looked up a guide and the guide I looked up was for like the non easy mode difficulty. way more complicated, way longer, especially like this last section. there's way more puzzles, there's way more interactions, way more dialogue I, I presume. Um, and, and stuff that sounds way more fun like to a person who liked old school adventure games. Um, But, you know, I didn't know that. I didn't know how different the games were. I feel like I got kind of left out by choosing the easier mode, uh, which I I kind of chose the easier mode thinking it was just a little bit more clear with how the puzzles were presented. Um, Not that there is essentially a totally different game that you play through. Totally different puzzles, totally different things you have to do. Um, so I'm bummed out about that. And the thing is, finishing the game, finishing the story, kind of seeing everything come together uh, or supposedly come together, I have no desire to ever play Thimbleweed Park again. Like, even though I'm kind of curious about um, the standard difficulty, I just – I don't think I'm ever going to go back. If it, it, A thing I said on the show, which is a huge bummer, um, was, like, I think I'm just going to forget about this game in, like, two weeks. Like, we're going to start our next game – uh, and I am gonna immediately forget about Thimbleweed Park, uh, and that's a bummer. I think the the most I want from any game is is that I at least think about it after I'm done. Uh, and this just came and went, and I was totally done just with how it ended. It it didn't care so much. It made me even more yes, apathetic toward right. it. Um, where oh, I really liked it, I really liked the kind of old school adventure game. Like I like those games. I wanted to like this game a lot, and it it totally disappointed me. Um, yeah i i I know it's just all missed potential and then we park total closing thoughts uh you know they don't do anything special with the five characters except for one which is a little different there is absolutely no reason why there should be five characters and maybe they justify that more in the normal difficulty in fact now i'm thinking about it i bet they do but like in You're this mode, it's like all name, these characters say I'm the same thing. They answer. say the same thing when they like really mess up or back. interact with like certain non-player characters or like ancillary dialogue. Um, it's all, all the same done? exact lines, just delivered by the different voice actors, which doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, they all feel generally the same, and and they can all do pretty much the same things. So there are a couple instances in the mode that this I played on where I needed Dolores to do this or Ransom to do this, and that was it. You know, it's. It's a bummer. Uh, it's just... All these... Well, not a lot. I would say, like, too over-ambitious, killer. cool ideas for an adventure game the that never come right. together. And they never this prove the world. The uh, why this game the should be the way it is. Uh, but I've talked uh, uh, probably way too long. Uh, okay, not, shut it
3: down too long. Okay, not uh,
2: I think 10 minutes was my limit. Um, but I like Thimbleweed Park. It's super forgettable, and it's, it's full of missed potential. But it's not a bad game. I don't think... I think the ending is, is silly. I would, I would go so far as to say stupid, even like, I think it just, it doesn't make sense why they went with an ending like that. Um, for this story, uh, when I think the, the kind of narrative threads about family drama and things like that, that they were setting up were interesting. And they basically at the very end said like, it's all fake or, or, or like acknowledged that it's all fake and that it doesn't matter and nothing matters. And why should you care? Um, but it's it's plays well. Obviously, the, the scum engine stuff is way more cumbersome than than a modern game should be, especially adventure games. When like the Monkey Island remake, um, one and two are so good at, at adapting that. Um, they're not. I don't know if they were necessarily scum engine games, but um, so yeah. I, I when we rated it at the end, uh, Scott asked us to give it a score on the Irrational Patch scale. I gave it a six point five. Um, I think it's a decent game, I think it's a good I game in some, some regards, but it you just doesn't come together, um, and, it's, and it's a bummer, and maybe the people that backed this game on Kickstarter got a lot more out of it, and I hope they did, and uh, I'm, I'm certainly the people that, that played it on normal difficulty at least got more a more intense adventure, um, but I, I didn't know, and I didn't get that, and I, I'm pretty bummed out about it, but after playing the game and, and, and seeing the story it was trying to tell, uh, I, I just don't necessarily care to go back. Um, the question I I had a, a dumb question that I asked uh, Quinn and Scott, uh, who were uh, in the recording that we lost. Um, the the question was if, and if you played, you you'll understand if That's Uncle, Uncle Chuck, Chuck, the character, says, uploaded himself to the computer, and put his his self, his consciousness, his feelings, everything, him, uh, his his being, uh, his brain, his mind into the computer. Would that thing in the computer, that intelligence, would that be an artificial intelligence? Uh, would you call that an, art, an AI? Um, and I asked the question, just to give a little backstory, with the idea that uh, this is an organic, conscious thing that existed in a human body that was converted into some kind of mechanical body. But for all intents and purposes, it is the same person. That they would act the same, they would do the same things, they would say the same things. That's, that's the key. Yes, here. what do you think this. put in the comments below let me know is that an artificial intelligence would you call that ai uh, or would you call it something else um anyway the we park it's not it's not like a full th- i feel like below five is a full thumbs down it's like it's fine i'm never gonna remember this game
1: like i define intelligence is like so we have like for person-to-person basis we have a concept of what is deemed smart mm-hmm. um, and that varies on who you talk to say if the computer is able to like and like say i ask it a question like what's the derivative of x x to the third plus two x etc 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 and it's able to respond back i consider that intelligence mm-hmm. if it's able to convey something smartly and eloquently back to me then i consider that some form of intelligence Mm -hmm. however if it just spits out a straight answer and like there's no work then i'm like well it's just like a calculator it's a it's a computer doing something yeah intelligence like implies like reason for me
2: Uh, yeah so like if i'm just saying like if an organic brain became tubes bear with me y'all uh the Tubes are still technically an organic intelligence, just in a different medium, right?
1: It's still artificial. It's it's man-made. The tubes are man-made, but the, some- the
2: tubes are man-made, but the intelligence isn't. Mm.
1: the
2: The form is, but the thought isn't. You know what I mean? It think, think about that. You see what I'm saying? That this is. I'm not yeah. like I'm not patronizing. You're not you guys, just. Like, you're
1: not just fucking joshing me.
2: I'm not. Um, I like. I genuinely had this thought mm. when Scott said that. Chuck is an artificial intelligence. Isn't he technically not? I mean, maybe he. I mean, I would accept both. Actually, like, it's the synthesis ending of Mass Effect Three. Um, he chose green. He chose he, green bar. He chose What's
1: the that? lime ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't play that game. Um, I played Mass Effect Two and was like, "All right, the first one's better." Um, damn, dude. Whoa,
2: <laughs> shots. We're right. not gonna have hot, this conversation. Hot take. Hot take. No, That's not that hot, but like, we're not gonna have this conversation. I disagree completely, but um, I like combat more in the first one. Um, you're the now you're the only person on that train. I will say, yeah. uh,
1: the Mako is fun. Oh, um, yeah. You are. Uh, you're on an island. You're on um, Vita Island, dying, no. sinking in the
2: ocean.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome to my life. Um, but no, Alex. To that point, I would still say it's artificial. Because not na- like saying natural intelligence, natural implies like flesh and blood. like you walk up to a wild animal. it's it's a natural. it's naturally occurring because,
2: but I think this is just your 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 prejudices like these these are just like the the realities that you're you're grasping onto and holding on to uh to to keep you grounded and 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 separate AI yeah. from from human intelligence i th- I think it's just like uh... It sounds like I should play Detroit Become Human. You should. No, I mean, like that game doesn't (laughs) talk about that, is is the thing, right? That is actual artificial intelligence, right? That's intelligence that Mm -hmm. creates itself from a baseline of code, right? Versus someone making their organic thoughts and feelings and turning them into code. Like, I just, I I would put, I would categorize that as a different thing. But again,
0: I feel artificial intelligence is a intelligence created artificially, Mm-hmm. And not just not a real thought.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
1: at the end of the day, it's still man-made. And like this, but, kind but again, of it's like, it's not man-made.
2: Like, it's it's the, the 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 mechanism, the the body is man-made. But the orig- like assuming that you don't lose any of like what made you you in a conversion into like a computer, you're still if like let's say you're talking to me mm-hmm. fit, organically, right? Like in the meat space. And and you ask in me what I
1: feel. That's yeah. a good box quote. In yeah, the in the meat, meat space. Meat. Uh, I like it.
2: You ask me like how I feel about something, and I. Give I'm gonna you an put
1: answer. that on my Tinder profile.
2: How do you brain a
0: tube in the meat space? How do you
2: brain a tube in the meat space? Um, you, you ask me a question, and I give you this response. And then if you ask the the me that was taken out of the meat space and put in the, the code space. Uh, and you add like you typed into a computer, and I gave you the same exact response because it's the exact same person, it's the exact same thought process and mm-hmm. feeling. Technically, you, that is you like you said the key word
1: there, Alex. Feeling. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, if, you, if, you, if you, I don't think your body uploaded to a tube in the meat space
2: has feelings.
1: Has, I mean, is is going to be able to convey feelings affectionately. Like the way that I know you to convey feeling like it'll it'll convey it somewhat. It'll do an attempt, but I don't think it will be genuine.
0: Well, technically, we're forgetting that Chuck was a (laughs) computer program to begin with. So, yeah.
2: Again, this is a hypothetical conversation, yeah. but I think again that, yeah. that that's just you holding on to like internal. Hey, content. Alex,
1: this sounds like a podcast that we need just to have.
2: Yeah, to... we should. We should just. What well, you can only listen to this part of the podcast at 4:20, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Blaze it, uh, and and also, man, it would be so much more. God, that's
1: not how it works, my guy.
2: <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> I'm so much more... I'm very innocent when it comes to drugs and drug paraphernalia, so. Uh. Uh,
1: paraphernalia uh, that's what uh, i
2: paraphernalia it's a good good use of that word oh uh, my god that's what uh if Thimbleweed park had approached any of these questions it would have been a better
1: video oh game. no for sure um, <laughs>
2: um again that's a, that's just a, a i had that thought and i'm like i don't think a i've theory. really
0: a game, a game theory. theory thanks for watching
1: i Is i don't like think a bit that someone does it's game theory the map game theory
2: map out uh, not you've familiar. watched you've t- we've talked about game theory before, Quinn. I feel like you've definitely watched a game theory episode before. Have we?
1: Have I? I feel like
2: you have. If not, you yeah. should, because I think you'd love it. But yeah. uh it's very good. Um, I only but...
1: watched two grown men on a couch talk about old video games.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just Nolan North <laughs> and Troy Baker doing dumb voices.
1: Fuck yeah, baby!
2: This is so good. Um uh, But uh, I just had that thought and I was like, uh I feel like I've never had, like seen a fiction that like
1: approaches Ask that, that. anyway
2: approaches that topic of like if i put myself in a computer would that still be artificial uh and like where where does that definition get foggy mm-hmm. um i feel like that would be a, a, an interesting concept for fiction anyone any listeners yeah. out there if you want to make a thin weed park 2 that approaches this concept yeah, in man. any kind of meaningful way i'm totally in
1: yeah i think like i personally i would love to continue this conversation but we shouldn't do it on video game book club yeah, um, I just thought
2: I'd spice it up. Again, I said I was going to bring something. I didn't, t- yeah, I didn't warn
1: you what it was. <laughs> I brought this game, so... Yeah,
2: I like I like Thimbleweed Park. I, mm-hmm. I'm happy I, do. I played it.
0: I would be it, very interested in a Thimbleweed Park, too.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: Same. I'm I think very... there's a lot
2: to evolve on, especially the multiple yeah. characters thing. I yes. think if you played, like, three characters maybe instead of five, and all of them had different sets of verbs, I think that would be, like just baseline even if that's Super all good. you did a yeah. really cool adventure game
1: mm-hmm. just I personally just want two yeah I two would be
2: these... two would be ideal three would be a lot but two would be ideal yeah
1: it's like like playing Grand Theft Auto 5 like three characters like woof
2: yeah it's like, a lot I yeah, know I think there's a way to do it but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think we doesn't need three or no. yeah three. shit it doesn't even need like, two. certainly doesn't need five I can tell you that
0: yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> um
2: Take us out Uh, of here, Scott. Yeah.
0: Well, that brings Thimbleweed Park to a conclusion, but Video Game Book Club is not done. So
3: here is our next game supplied by our very own Mr. Logan. Bioshock 2 is the next Video Game Book Club game that we'll be playing through over the next few weeks. Um, We're going to be doing a four-part kind of tour de force through Bioshock 2 and also its DLC. Um... Bioshock 2, for me personally, is one of those kind of hidden gem games that I've always really, really loved. Um, but it'll also be a fun experience because I haven't played Bioshock 2 since probably around 2012, I would say. And so it's been going on seven years and I've gone back and played this game again after that first time. And so to see how it holds up again, to kind of get to experience it with the other IP guys who also all haven't played it in years and years and years... And then to just kind of showcase what i think makes that game so special it's subversive clever takedown of an ideology and a system it's fantastic world and characters and the way that it i think really brilliantly mirrors and kind of serves as a perfect counterbalance to the original bioshock and what it presented um so bioshock 2 is what we're going to be playing through the first episode will have us get to the end of Ryan's amusement section, so work your way there. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for Bioshock 2. It's, it's a game I've always loved, and I'm excited to dive back into it.
0: Our next game is going to be Bioshock 2, with the official first checkpoint being when you uh, complete Ryan's amusement. Having not played Bioshock Two before, I don't know what that means. So, cool. Um, yeah, we're still working out the cast, but it should be a pretty pretty loaded show, loaded series, I think. So look mm-hmm. forward to that.
1: It'll be full. Yeah, I, do we know all who's gonna be on that one yet? Not for sure. It's gonna be. Um, I want in, but I don't know mm-hmm. if it's gonna happen. Yeah,
2: it's going to be a lot of us. A yeah. lot of us want in, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, it's like Scott, uh, Alex, Mike, Logan, and I want in. So yeah, and wise. I
2: think George might have wanted in too. Yeah. So. Um, um, yeah. yeah.
1: But I'm, yeah, I think that'd I'm be, be fun for it. to have all six of us.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. I I feel like I'm not going to like Bioshock 2 as much as I did the first time. And I didn't. I mean, I liked it plenty the first time, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm I'm at the very least. I'm excited to, to to go back. We're doing we're doing four episodes. I, don't know I believe so. The
0: tentative plan right now is to do three episodes covering the main game itself, and then a fourth special covering the DLC for Bioshock. Yeah, that's we, we will I've not be doing on... anything with the multiplayer aspect, though. So we will not. Well, be that's a damn that. shame.
2: Right. Although, if we want to squat up, like yeah, I
0: guess if... <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, I'm gonna probably be playing it on PC.
2: I have the the PS4 Remaster Collection, so um, I've only played Infinite and the original Bioshock. So I'm excited to jump into too. two. Nice. I've never played Minerva's Den, um, so I'm certainly excited to see that.
1: Yeah, I um, think I watched uh, like Steve Gaynor and some of the Game Informer guys do like a walkthrough of that. Yeah, so, I mean, that, really that'd be cool. It. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm really excited. I yeah. obviously I'm a huge fan of Gone Home, so I'd I'd mm-hmm. love to see kind of Steve Gainer's first big uh, writing break. So.
0: Oh yeah, I'm excited for it. I've. I've dabbled, I've played a little of the first Bioshock, never beat it, I've really never played Bioshock 2, and really the only Bioshock I've beaten is Infinite, and I re- really like that one, so I'm anxious to see um, what my thoughts are with Bioshock 2, which is fairly divisive, I feel like.
2: Yeah, I don't know, I, I like it's certainly divisive amongst our staff, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like more generally, it's just kind of forgotten about, Yeah. Um, so it's going to be fun to talk about it.
0: For sure, Yeah. for sure. Well... Where can everyone find you, good folks, on the interwebs? Let's start you with you, Mister Quinn.
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter for my fucking ramblings at quantum underscore arbiter. It's all sports talk, weirdly yeah, enough. actually like you know what's funny is I keep my sports off my timeline.
2: That's true. You should like, you should I- talk I- about it more. So I want you to have an outlet so you don't talk about it in Slack.
1: <laughs> hey, do. <laughs> Preach. And that's no. what I, honestly that's what I have worked for. Is I just talk about sports at work.
2: The random channel is just wrestling <laughs> and sports talk, and I'm like, cool. I just I yeah. can just stay out of there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
2: Pretty um, much. Anything else, Quinn?
0: Yeah. What have you written recently? Plug some of your pack stuff because we got tons of. Oh yeah, stuff. check out
1: my interview that like. Yeah, I'm happy with. Um, and it's a very like out of it's an it's a very traditional review that I did for uh kine which is a gwen Frey's game uh go read that um and i plan on having two features out soon 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 um
0: mr I alex hope. you're up
2: uh you follow me at alfighter 27 on the twitter sphere and instagram I don't alex know. are you ever gonna change your like your title no i like at this point no it is everything and i like alfighter 27 27 was my lucky number um and Al Fighter, I think, is a decent nickname. Uh, Self induced like nickname. Is it uh, just
1: like your first and middle name, then Fighter?
2: No, it's just Al as an abbreviation of Al. Oh, uh,
1: okay.
2: But yeah, I don't know. I have it on everything. I've thought about doing changing it to Al Fighter without the 27. Actually, there was a time in Twitter Sphere where that was the case. It was a long time Ooh. ago. Um, uh, and I've thought about changing my Twitter handle to to something a little bit more professional, but eh, I don't I don't want to mix it up. Um, Alfighter27. You follow me on Instagram too. I I take a lot of selfies. Uh, people should follow me on Twitter and take selfies with me. That's that is my
0: Instagram Alfighter27 as well.
2: Yes. Uh, everywhere. Cool. Okay, Cubid. Alfighter27. Just kidding. Um i am bubble find me hit me up on the farmers only farmers only uh plentyfish.com 27. uh no i uh, a lot of good stuff i i host rational Patches podcast we record live every saturday Uh, post every tuesday or wednesday whenever i get everyone's audio uh stuff that you should read that i did i did a cuphead interview i wrote that up hell yeah Uh, i think it turned out really really great it was fun to talk uh, to Tal- Tyler from uh, Studio MVHR, I'm um, really excited about that. I now know all the truths about Mugman, and so can you. Um, honestly, I would just Mugman fucks, right? Uh, Mugman does fuck.
1: Okay, that's what and I. That, would... That's
2: not something I was told. That's something I know in my heart. Uh, <laughs> as something
1: as... that Mike Burgess just whispered to you.
2: <laughs> yeah, Mugman he whispered in fucks. in my dreams. Mugman fucks. <laughs> um, I I would just go to irrationalpatch.com, Click on the little Pax banner. Uh, it'll take you to all of our PAX East 2019 content and just click any article. You'll, yeah. I think, find something cool. We got a good
0: then... wide variety of things, I think.
2: Yeah, we really did. Like, there's, there's videos of us talking. We have some, we have Moises yeah. from Bokeh Beast in one of those videos, which is fun to have a little guest on there. Um, uh, there's also like uh, just straight B roll video previews. Mm-hmm. Um, there's written previews. There's interviews. There's a, a different. A, a variety of stuff and we got some there's one other kind of different kind of thing uh we tried to experiment a little bit yeah. um and it, i think it turned out great Uh um, but i talked long enough scott what about you where can they follow you uh
0: people can find me on twitter at solid snake 120 um that's i mostly Post random things and retweet things from the webs, uh, from our website. So that's that's and the main stream thing. Mega Man. I I am streaming through all of Mega Man right now. So be sure to stop over at Twitch.tv/IrrationalPassions to watch me play through all the Mega Man games. I just completed the original block of Mega Man games, including the Game Boy ones. And uh, this weekend I'll be moving on to the X series. So look forward to that. If Heck you enjoyed the Mega Blue X1, Bama,
2: the Goat. Um, I think, the only Mega Man game I've finished outside of Legends.
0: Favorite game of all, my favorite game of all time, right there. Oh, X Mega X.
2: Man X? Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, Brian Knobish Jackson's, like, third or fifth favorite game of all time as yeah. well. Mm-hmm.
0: First time I met uh, Mr. Cameron, we were in the airport, Logan, Cameron, and I, and we were talking about Mega Man X, before PAX. Okay, it was yeah. great. Man, it a great time. Mega Man, Mega Man. Jump the boy but phones. yeah. Well, that will do it for Video Game Book Club. And as we close the book on Thimbleweed Park, we'll be opening up the next one for Bioshock 2 next time. Thank you all for stopping in. If you enjoyed this, be sure to check us out on IrrationalPassions.com, on our Twitter at at IrrationalPod, Twitch, twitch.tv slash IrrationalPassions. You can find our link to our official Discord in the video description. If you're listening to this on podcast services, I'm sure there will be a link somewhere in the podcast description, if there's a podcast description. And until, Soon. Yeah.
2: And Soon. until then,
0: everybody, have a good one.
2: Bye.